Bonjour everyone and welcome back to Casser les Lignes, the French football podcast with the accent. It's almost Christmas. There's only one game left in Ligue 1. Uh, but right now we're going to cover the games that were on this weekend. It was match day 18 and games. Uh, 27 goals and only one red card um, was given. Uh, this weekend we saw Paris Saint-Germain winning again. Uh, we saw the nice run of press being interrupted. And then Marseille, Nice and Montpellier who have one game against direct competition. So things are slowly but surely spacing out on the table. Uh, Saint-Etienne, unfortunately, stays at the bottom after yet another loss at the end of a pretty busy week. Before we jump onto match day 18, uh, I guess a quick word about European football. Uh, pretty, pretty proud about what the French teams have done. In. Um, you know, it, France is the nation with the best UEFA score after the group stage. Uh, only three defeats in 30 European games this season. I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen that myself. Um, you know, of course, the, the performance of Lille is the most, um, special. I mean, you know, the, the group was maybe, um, not the hardest group, but seeing what Lille was doing in domestic competition, it's great that they were able to get those results, especially against, uh, teams like Sevilla. Um, the Conference League, uh, you know, the French team can, can thank the Conference League because it allows OM to stay, uh, in the European competition and Rennes really did well in it. Uh, but yeah, you know, nevertheless, it's awesome to see six French teams that will still play in Europe from February. Uh, cause like I said, I don't really remember this, uh, happening. Kudos to everyone involved, of course. And, uh, you know, it, it hopefully will mean that at least one team will be in quarterfinal in each of the three competitions. Um, the draw for half of that was on Monday. And here are the games that were drawn. Uh, Champions League, of course, I'm sure everyone knows about the, the blunder that happened, the, uh, the mistake with the Manchester United ball not put back into the bucket after it was uh, picked wrong uh, by the UEFA guy. So anyway, after that, they redone, they have redone, excuse me, the, um, Champions League draw and Paris Saint-Germain will face uh, Real Madrid. I mean, Paris was never going to have an easy, uh, draw, but yeah, Real Madrid is probably one of the three out of seven that was maybe a little bit easier. Uh, the first game will be in Paris on February 16th and the second leg will be in Real, in Madrid, sorry. Uh, on March 10th, uh, Lille in the meantime will be playing against Chelsea, which is probably um, the worst team that they could pick out of the, the teams that finished second of their group. Uh, the first game will be at Stamford Bridge on February 23rd and the second game uh, in Lille on March 16th. Uh, and then Marseille was drawn Karabash, the Azerbaijani team uh, for the playoff of Conference League. They will play the first game in Marseille on February 17th and the second game in Azerbaijan on February 24th. Of course, Monaco, Lyon and Rennes are qualified for the round of 16 already. So as soon as the, that round, uh, that playoff round on February 27th and 24th is done, we will know uh, who those three teams are playing. All right, let's go to the French football. But first, music. And the first game of the weekend was Nantes against Lens and a, uh, a pretty a pretty phenomenal game with uh, Nantes winning 3-2 after being down 2-0 by halftime. The goal scorer for Lance, David Costa at the 7th minute and Kalim Wendo at the 14th before Nantes came back and scored 
by Colomani at the 49th and the 57th minute, and Moses Simon at the 90th minute. Lance, who had the most of the possession, 60%, but only four shots and only two on target, the two goals, while Nantes had 15 attempts and five on target. Uh, a game of two halves, obviously, with, uh, with Lance started on the front foot, um, the best way possible, with, with Costa at the receiving end of a ball, not that will properly by Alban Lafont, uh, and he voted it in the, in the back of the net, and then seven minutes later, uh, Kalim Wendo winning his duel against the uh, under-21 international French goalkeeper. Uh, Lance, by then, just, you know, felt good about themselves, being 2-0 up away. And we know that Lance is a, is a team that played very well away. Um, so although the rest of the first half was of good intensity, um, Lance was basically waiting for Nantes to open up and to try and play in counter-attack. And Nantes, in the meantime, just just wasn't able to build anything dangerous um, in the final third. Uh, however, uh, halftime came, and, and whatever Comboire said at halftime definitely worked. Uh, Le Camari came back, all guns blazing, and were rewarded pretty quickly. Uh, Kalimwendo, within 15 minutes of being back, had already scored twice. Uh, the first goal with a bit of luck, um, a shot by Blas was deflected by Kalimwendo on the edge of the box uh, to put it in the back of the net. But the second goal uh, was really well made and, and a quick counter-attack. Uh, and Colomani again was the one at the end of it, uh, tackling a, uh, a cross by uh, Blas again, I think, um, in Farines' goal. Uh, the goal was uh, Walter Farines in that um, second half because the Colombian goalkeeper had replaced Jean-Louis Leca, who was injured at halftime. Unfortunately for Farines, there's a lot of good words about him, but unfortunately he conceded a third time in injury time. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's really his fault any of the goals. The defense is pretty passive on that third goal uh, with probably about five defenders kind of like refusing to attack Moses Simon. The Nigerian striker um, was pretty happy to just uh, walk into the box and then uh, a super goal, powerful shot, barely sliced that ended in the top right corner uh, and gave the, the three point to Nantes. Uh, it's a very, very good performance for Compoire and his men. Uh, for Lens, though, it's a five game in a row that they're not winning. Um, and, you know, we've sung the, we've sung the praise uh, of Lens quite enough. Maybe the, the team is a little bit tired. It just feels like the wrong time to be tired. You know, the, the AFCON is coming after the Christmas break. Uh, Kakuta won't be here. Fofana won't be here. Uh, it's probably, um, you know, they probably wanted to make the ma maximum of the points that they can get before um, this comes. Uh, anyway, the uh, match day 19 will be next week on December 23rd. Um, some sort of a, a December 22nd, sorry. Some sort of a, um, I guess, a boxing day before Christmas, the first time that they have a game that late in France, uh, because this weekend will be Coupe de France. So uh, for match day 19, Nantes will be traveling to Saint-Étienne and Lens will be traveling to Nice. This game was Brest versus Montpellier and a 4-0 win for Montpellier at Brest, which stops Brest in their uh, quest of getting as many wins as possible in a row. They were at six, and unfortunately, they're not going to go to seven. The goal scorer, Eli Wahi, at the 45th minute, Mavididi at the 47th, Sambia at the 60th, and Germain at the 85th. Brest with 17 attempts, six on target, and Montpellier with nine attempts, four on target, and four goals. 57% possession was for Montpellier. The two coaches who basically swapped job over the, the summer to each other's job were meeting in Brittany. Promising matchup between two teams that were on a nice run in the last six games. Uh, of course, six wins for Brest. Uh, but four wins for Montpellier. Uh, and it's Dalolio who, uh, who would get the win and who would step up and end that extraordinary 
series that the, pir- the Pirates were on. Mavididi was the first one dangerous uh, with a shot on the crossbar and then Mounier almost answered for, for Brest, uh, but he just couldn't find the target. Seconds before halftime, though, it was Wahi's header who broke the deadlock uh, and the club from South of France after the, the break only needed two minutes to take that comfortable lead thanks to their best goal scorer, uh, the English Stefa Mavididi. Powerful shot from outside the box. At the hour mark, uh, goal number three came after some exquisite passing skills from Teddy Savanier, uh, who found Germain in the back of the defense. And Germain, um, pretty, pretty nice as well. One touch, um, exterior of the boot cross that Junior Samba then just had to finish at the far post. It was, Brest was pretty, um, you know, pretty unrecognizable. We, we know them, uh, we know them to play fast and to play good counter attack. I mean, they had some opportunities and, um, Homeland definitely had a really good game for, for Montpellier, uh, but you just didn't see them as, as strong as they sometimes can be. Uh, you know, after being up 3-0 in one hour, of course, Montpellier just kind of like let Brest play their football and focus on defending the advantage. Uh, Honora had the best opportunity, uh, but um, but had Homeland on his way. Uh, and then Germain added that fourth goal at the 85th minute uh, after a very good run by American midfielder Jokini. Brest, for the first time this season, didn't score in Ligue 1, uh, which, uh, which is, you know, a, a pretty good fit for Brest, but also a pretty good performance uh, for Montpellier to be able to keep them mute for a game because nobody else was able to do it. Uh, Montpellier, who's now up to fifth on the table uh, and four points clear of Brest, who is 12th. Uh, Brest will be playing in Troyes next week while Montpellier hosts Angers. Reims Saint-Etienne is next and the woes continue for Saint-Etienne who lost in Reims 2-0. The goal scorer El Bilal Touré at the 23rd minute on penalty and Nathaniel Mboukou at the 89th minute. For Reims, Reims who had 54% possession, 17 shots, 6 on target and Saint-Etienne who had 4 shots and not 1 on target. Uh, it seemingly was Julien Sablé's only game on Lever bench, um, and he didn't go at plan uh, in, in the Champagne region. Saint-Etienne, pretty uninspired, losing a fourth game in a row. Um, you know, at the end of the week, that of course saw Claude Pell being the first league and coach uh, pushed away from the bench. Uh, there is rumors that the coach has been already found, Pascal Dupraz, who is a uh, a seasoned coach uh, from Ligue 1 and Ligue 2 teams, uh, and, and we'll see if he can bring some change and some uh, much-needed grinta in the Saint-Etienne locker room. Uh, anyway, the game itself, um, read from Reims, excuse me, from the get-go, had the best opportunities. Ekitike uh, had a chance early on that forced uh, Green to, to, to do a good save, and then Green had to foul Ekitike at the 23rd minute. Uh, which uh, gave a penalty, of course, because he was in the box. And El Bilal Touré was the one who converted it. El Bilal Touré, who's, uh, who's pretty coveted. And I think he'll be maybe on his way out in January. Uh, anyway, H.N. Green uh, definitely did the job in the first half. A couple more times he had to do some saves to make sure his team was left um, in the game. Unfortunately for saint uh another, um, I guess, um, trick of the fate, uh, or rather a mistake by Buanga, who, who got recorded. I mean, somehow, somewhat it was harsh because the, the push was definitely uh, played well by the Reims player. Uh, but that said, Buanga should have never got into the situation. And now he, he, had li- he was leaving his team down to 10 men. Uh, and in days like this, it's uh, something pretty unprofessional. That, that he apologized for, to be fair to him, um, the day after saying that, uh, that it was definitely something that he should not have done. 
Uh, anyway, down to 10 men, Saint-Etienne was just going to struggle in that second half um, and it started the way the first half ended, really, Reims pushing and pushing. Uh, and Bajik, the goalkeeper who had replaced Etienne Green, uh, injured at halftime, um, imitated his teammate, basically delaying his team's fate. Uh, but unfortunately, there was nothing that he could do uh, when Mbuku, a minute before full-time, um, with his left foot, um, sent a precise shot into the bottom right corner. Good, good win for us, you know. Um, three points, much needed air. They are now seven points clear of the relegation zone. Uh, but of course, um, it's grim moments for Saint Etienne. Uh, they remain rock bottom. Uh, you know, hopefully that official announcement of, of Pascal Dupras coming in will change things. Uh, but we said it and, and I'm saying it again. There is so much talent in Saint Etienne. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really weird to see them uh, at the bottom of the table. I mean, you know, there's a lot of unrest, of course, in, uh, within the fans and in the, um, in the higher spheres of the club, I guess, because the, the club has been on sale for a while now. Uh, but it's weird to see Lever in that position and you gotta hope that, uh, Dupraz or at least the whole institution will be able to start again and to, you know, bank on those talents, you know, Kazri and, uh, even Boudabouz and Neyu and Kamara and Masson. Um, Buanga, of course, uh, bank at least on their, uh, on their talent, if not on, uh, on how to sell them to try and, um, and push the team back forward. Uh, Saint Etienne was another team who's going to struggle during the AFCON. Uh, I mean, most of the players that I've mentioned then, uh, Buanga, uh, Kazri, maybe Boudabouz, um, they are going to be out playing the AFCON. So, um, it's going to be an interesting month of January for Saint Etienne. Uh, Saint-Étienne will be hosting Nantes uh, and on the 22nd of December and Reims in the meantime will be travelling to Marseille. Lille-Lyon is next and 0-0 was the final score, a draw. Uh, I expected this game to, to be a little bit flashier than what it was. 50-50 uh, for the position, I mean 51% for Lille, 49 for Lyon. Uh, 14 shots for Lille, only 2 on target, 13 shots for Lyon on target as well. Uh, it's two teams that are shining in Europe but are struggling in domestic competition. Uh, and during that meeting in the um, Stade Pierre Morois, they just um, showed, I guess, what can be the worst in them, which is uh, sometimes a bit unorganized, sometimes a lot of loose ball and, and individual mistakes. Uh, and uh, and the reason why they are both at the in the second half of the table in Liga. Lyon had the best, chance, the best chance in the first half with uh, Dembélé and Awar and Awar basically inches away from the target. Uh, but when Lille came back in the second half, they had better intent. Uh, Yilmaz had the best opportunity of the game and forced Anthony Lopez to a, to a pretty good save, uh, which um, which then bounced back on David and he was unable to put the ball down and blaze it over the bar. Uh, and then Yilmaz again uh, found Lopez on his way. Um, to be able to score a much-needed goal before Goodmanson missed what looked like really a made goal at the far post for Les Dogs. Lyon really struggled to show much in that second half. Um, the result was 0-0 at the end. Um, those two teams are definitely going to be, you know, sort of seen as as disappointing uh, by the time we are in the Christmas break. Uh, they they were both supposedly um, able to at least fight for European spot, if not for the Paris Saint-Germain in their quest for the title. Uh, but as it stands, um, Lille is 11th and Lyon is 13th. Um, and they are as far from the top three as they are from the relegation zone, uh, which is a pretty average state, uh, average start, excuse me, for both Gorvenek and, uh, and Peter Boss in, in Liga. Uh, of course, in Lyon, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, there's also a little bit of uh, things going on into the background. Juninho 
after making the announcement that he might not be here at the end of the year. Uh, I guess there was probably a few conversions after he said that into the media. Uh, and so now it turns out that he's probably going to uh, leave at the end of the calendar year. So so this Christmas break, uh, we might not see Juninho anymore at Lyon, um, which is a bit um, disappointing, I think, because it looked like he was doing good things and building for long term. Uh, but anyway, it's not going to happen anymore. Uh, for Lille, you know, I don't think Govenek is in trouble because of um, of the mere result in Champions League. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, um, if and when uh, he loses against Chelsea. Uh, I'm not sure how long he's going to be able to keep his job if he doesn't go back very quickly into the first half of the table. Uh, Lille will be traveling to Bordeaux in 10 days and Lyon will be hosting Metz. And Bordeaux were traveling in Troyes this weekend and they won 2-1 Les Girondins. Uh, the goal scorer for Troyes was Chavalerin at the 28th minute. And for Bordeaux, Salmier scored an old goal two minutes later at the 30th. And Huang Guizhou scored at the 54th minute. Trois with 65% full possession, 20 shots, only three on target. Bordeaux with seven shots and four on target. And I think the stats show you what kind of game that was. Uh, Bordeaux, you know, somewhat a bit of a surprise win in Champagne. Uh, you know, a game between two teams that are stuck at the bottom of the table since the beginning of the season. Um, the home team had the better start on Sunday. Uh, early on, Kwame forced Kostil to an important save. And then, uh, despite the fact that Oudin responded, um, it would be Lestac 3 who, who scored first with a diving header by Chavaleren. Um, that wrong-footed Benoit Costil, but weirdly, because he really looked like Costil should have been able to to have it, but he probably misjudged the, the trajectory. Uh, anyway, unfortunately for the home side, that lead didn't last long because Salnier uh, was pretty unlucky to tackle a cross in his own goal at the half-hour mark. Um, the second half started the best way possible for the visitor. Uh, Houdin's cross found Guizhou into the box and his header uh, basically left Gallon no chance. Uh, Trois pushed hard in the final 30, 30 minutes. Um, Bordeaux was just basically in their box defending. Um, Trois hit the crossbar and so um, Costil making save after save to be able to keep those three points. Uh, Laurent Batless's team is very unlucky since the beginning of the season. They're playing good football. They have the opportunity. Uh, I don't know if they miss a, um, you know, a very a lethal striker or just the luck hasn't gone their way, but um, they're one of those teams that I feel is being hard on by the beginning of the season. Uh, anyway, Bordeaux with that win, get out of the relegation zone. Um, they are now one point above Troyes uh, before hosting Lille next week. Troyes, in the meantime, will be hosting Brest. Next up is Metz Lorient and a very important win, a very um, emphatic win as well for Metz. 4-1 against Lorient, the goal scorer um, Saar, the Tottenham player at the 5th minute. James scored an own goal at the ninth minute. Farid Boulaya, a beautiful free kick at the 19th minute. And Ibrahima Nyan, one of the um, youngsters that raised last year in Liga, scoring the fourth goal at the 80th minute. Lorient answered by James at the 69th minute, this time uh, the right way, scoring on the right side. Um, Mess with Four shots, three on target, and four goals out of three shots on target. Shows you how, how the game went. Uh, and Lorient with 18 shots, six on target, and 67% possession. Uh, clearly, you know, Mess sort of got away with one on that one. Um, it was a much needed win, though, for Le Grenat. Um, you know, it's, uh, they needed that to be able to get out from the relegation zone a little bit more. Uh, Lorient, though, it's a seventh loss in a row. Uh, and it's definitely something that um, they'll be they'll be unhappy about, especially when you look at the game. You know the the luck just wasn't on their on their side. You know two 
terrible goals early on. Uh, one was a, a scramble that ended in uh, one of the Lyon defenders trying to clear the ball. And when he when he shot the ball, basically the ball ricocheted on Sar's leg and then went into the back of the net. Uh, and the second goal was a cross uh, deflected by Jens on his in his own goal that the goalkeeper couldn't do anything about because he was just under the crossbar. Um, the third goal, though, from from Mess was all talent. Uh, the talent of Algerian international Farid Boulaya, who scored a superb free kick from 25 meters away. Uh, Nardi had no chance there. Uh, and by then, you know, 20 minutes in, Mess is 3-0 up. Antonetti is a very uh, pragmatic coach. Uh, they basically managed their advantage and they let Lorient have the majority of the ball. Um, Les Merlus did try and come back uh, and they were re- rewarded with 20 minutes left to play uh, with Jens this time scoring the right way like I was saying uh, but then Mess landed the last blow 10 minutes later with Nian completely forgotten in the middle of the box uh, and uh, and we headed a, a fourth goal of the day for the Grenat the Maroons as we say in English uh, Mess is getting a second win in four games uh, which put them ahead of Lorient thanks to a better goal difference uh, and Lorient, you know, weirdly enough, they are the worst attack in the league this season, despite the solid start. Um, they're in disappointing form. You know, Christophe, Christophe Policier really has to do something uh, and probably pray that Mofi and, and Lorienté uh, find their form back and their um, keen eye for goal back. It's not going to be easy for next game though for Lorient because they're hosting Paris Saint-Germain um, and Messi in the meantime will be traveling to Lyon so both teams um, will be pretty lucky to go to Christmas with more points than what they have right now. Angers against Clermont is next and a win on the wire for Clermont 1-0 the goal scorer Mohamed Bayo at the 84th minute on penalty. Uh, Angers who had the most of the possession 64% 13 shots 3 on target while Clermont at 16 shots and 3 on target. It was a game between two teams who created the surprise early on in Liga, uh, but have since less a little bit since you know been a little bit less informed. Uh, you know, although Angers gave us some pretty good moments, uh, they're just not very consistent. Clermont winless in two months did do the job eventually, but it was the home team who had the best opportunities to start with, of course, um, Sofiane Bouffal working his magic and unfortunately for Angers uh, hitting the crossbar in the first half. Uh, the goalkeepers did show up, you know, Petrovic for Angers and Joko for Clermont um, kept the game scoreless for, for quite a long time with some pretty solid moves, pretty solid saves. Uh, eventually, unfortunately, the penalty would be the difference with Batista Mendy deflecting across with his elbow, which, you know, when you look at the VAR, even by looking very closely with the VAR, you don't know if the ball first touched the ribcage and then the elbow or the other way around. Uh, but anyway, the, the penalty was given. Um, and Mohamed Bayo, the man who scored more than half of Clermont's goals this season, uh, buried it, uh, but not without a little scare because Petkovic's foot was there and, and did get a touch on the ball before it ended up in the net. Clermont finally get a win two months later uh, and they end that seven winless game run that they were on. Uh, and for Angers, unfortunately, it's the third loss in the last four home games uh, while they are unbeaten away in four games. Uh, so it'd be interesting for them to try and change something at the Stade Raymond Copa. Um, the 22nd of December, we'll see Angers traveling to Montpellier to keep that streak of uh, of four unbeaten games alive. And Clermont, in the meantime, will be hosting Strasbourg. 
<laughs> the last three games uh, of the weekend were a direct game for the, the top of the table. And the first was Rennes against Nice and Les Aiglons, able to get a win at the Roison Park. The goal scorer, Bourijo, for Rennes and for Nice. Tolberg at the 19th, 19th minute on penalty. And Youssef Atal at the 51st minute. Rennes with 67% of the possession, though 21 shots, 8 on target. Nice with 8 shots and only 3 on target for those. Two goals. It's a second loss in three games for Rennes. It's a second loss in a row at home uh, against direct competition after Lille last week. Uh, nice came and scored the three points at the Roison Park in, in similar fashion. Uh, you know, um, Lille Rougenoir just let their opponent go away with two goals before they kind of go into second gear and actually try and play the high-intensity football that we know they're capable of. Uh, unfortunately, by then, it's probably a bit hard to come back. Nice needed that win after staying cool in the last three. Uh, and, and they did whatever they do best, really, defending well, counter-attacking. Um, that penalty awarded to Dante, of course, was a chance. Uh, you know, Aguirre elbowed the uh, Brazilian defender in the face, and the penalty is definitely deserved. It's a bit of a silly mistake by, by Aguirre with all the cameras that are now around the pitch. Uh, Dolberg was happy to to convert that goal and hopefully it's going to give him um, a little bit of uh, confidence back because uh, because Nice still aren't really pretty completely impressive offensively I guess not as good as what we expect them to be um, but then there was a, a bit of a, a stroke of bad luck um, hitting Ren um, hey, Aguirre's header crashed on the post um, Gomez did have a few saves for Ren but then every opportunity by Ren was just either pushed by a leg or an arm or uh, an arm by the keeper, of course, uh, or hitting the um, the frame. Uh, Dolberg had a chance to make it 2-0, um, but his acrobatic deflection was saved by Gomis. Uh, and then back from the locker room, uh, Nice didn't wait too long to confirm that lead. Uh, Dolberg found Atal on the right side, and the Algerian international shot was just way too powerful for Gomis and gave the visitor that advantage they needed to fight for, which is uh, the position Galche loves to be in. Uh, Borizo did score a header from close range with half an hour left. Uh, but Rennes, despite a, a fair few chances by Laborde, by Assignon, just weren't able to equalize. It's a very important win for Nice. Uh, you know, they could have found themselves seven points behind Rennes, but instead they come back and they're just a point off their opponent of the night. Uh, for Rennes, you know, they let the second spot go away. They had the opportunity to put a, a direct competition team uh, seven points behind and they're not doing it. <clears throat> they're going to begin to finish the year on a positive result, but it's not going to be an easy task because they are traveling to Monaco next Thursday. Uh, nice also is going to have a, a tough game because they are hosting a loss at the same time to two games that we're definitely looking forward to talk about in the next podcast. Strasbourg OM is next and a good win for Marseille away at Lameno. The goal scorer Bamba Jeng at the 62nd minute and Douye Chaletachar at the 82nd minute. Marseille with 51% ball possession, uh, 8 shots and 3 on target and Strasbourg with 11 shots and 3 on target. Uh, the win is important for Marseille at Lameno and you know against a team that we spoke about it into the in the previous podcast, um, they have been in huge form recently. They've been able to score in, in every game at home since basically the, the season opener when they were not able to score against Angers. Uh, but they weren't able to score on Sunday and they offered Paul Lopez his eight clean sheets in 13 league games, which is a, a great statistic, maybe a statistic, you know, somewhat flattering for the Spanish goalkeeper, but it's a stat that is, uh, that is facts. And so it's a, it's a good start of a uh, Marseille career for Paul Lopez. 
Uh, OM in that first half um, held the ball, frustrated Strasbourg, basically preventing them from uh, even crossing the halfway line. But as usual for Marseille, um, just lack of finishing. Djeng uh, had a couple of opportunities, uh, a lack of creativity offensively in general. Uh, they made that all made the first half pretty dull. There was very uh, end ball style, you know, going from left to right, going back to defense, going from left to right, and not a lot of uh, of incursions into the opponent's box. The second half though was uh, was a bit more entertaining. Um, you know, Julien Stefan Men came back with with better intent, uh, and Strasbourg had a chance early on with, of course, Ludovic Ajok. Uh, but Lopez's hand was was pretty sturdy, and and he saved crucial. Um, the game of the weekend came shortly after that. Uh, a super bicycle kick by Bemba Jeng after he had stolen the ball in Lucas Perrin's feet to launch the counter attack. Um, it, it's a it's a beautiful goal and it's interesting how Bemba Jeng misses um, some easy opportunities on one v one and then he's going to just um, you know rock out a a bicycle kick just like that. Who was who was perfect? Probably one of those game those goals that are going to be uh, uh, at the end of the season in the vote for best goal of the year. Um, Hajork thought that he had the equalizer on his feet. Uh, but shot straight at Lopez from close range. Uh, and then after that, Strasbourg just um, tried to take a little bit of the ball, but Marseille decided to play a bit more in counter-attack. Marseille would look dangerous almost every time they attacked. Uh, and they reward from on set-piece with Dimitri Payet finding Charita Charles' header uh, and the ball sneaking under Marcel's belly for uh, the game being sealed, basically, that 2-0 advantage. Marseille, who was proving to be more solid defensively than the crazy offensive football we are promised with uh, Jorge Sampaoli. Uh, they have now nine clean sheets. Only Liverpool in the Big Five has done better. Uh, Les Fossiens take the second spot on the table, but of course they're already 13 points behind Paris Saint-Germain uh, with that game in hand against uh, Lyon. Speaking of uh, that game against Lyon, um, the, the sanctions after the uh, the game being interrupted after two minutes, basically, was uh, Lyon being taken one point off their current tally in Liga uh, and the game being played again uh, without fans at the OL Copama Stadium. No date has yet been settled, but the game will just be played again. Um, back to back to Strasbourg OM. Uh, it's a little step set back for Strasbourg after six games unbeaten, not being able to um, get a win at home against Marseille. Uh, but they'll try and start the machine again next week in Clermont. Uh, Marseille, in the meantime, will be hosting Reims. And the last game of the weekend was Paris Saint-Germain against Monaco, one of those games that in the season you almost cross on your calendar automatically because you know it's always going to be entertaining. Uh, and Paris won 2-0 by Kylian Mbappé, uh, penalty at the 12th minute and a goal at the 45th minute. Paris with 53% possession, 9 shots, only 2 on target, 2 goals. Uh, Monaco with 13 shots and 3 on target. This was the good the game of the weekend. This was supposed to offer us the best entertainment. Uh, and in the first half, there was some nice things. Uh, but it was just marred with individual mistakes. Uh, you know, almost as usual, Paris Saint-Germain end up being close to be dominated at times, uh, but they resist well, and then they just prove more efficient than their opponents. The, the few mistakes that happened during this game, the first one came from uh, Verratti, who lost the ball in his own 30 meters and basically offered Monaco uh, a counter-attack that almost ended in a goal, but um, Diop's chance uh, crashed onto the post and uh, the rebound landed nicely in Donnarumma's arms, uh, thankfully for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, the second mistake would be from uh, Monaco's defender, Sidibe, who was unable to stop Di Maria in the box 
and fouled him instead. Uh, Mbappé was just too happy to score that penalty against his former team despite Nubel's best effort at playing mind games and like it looks like he's almost asking Messi why he's Messi not taking the, the penalty. Uh, anyway, Ben Yedder had an exchange for Monaco for the visitors. Um, this time after Messi saw the ball stolen in his feet in his own half. But again, Donnarumma showed his skills and, uh, and a fearless dive in the French international's feet to uh, push the danger away. A bad pass by Yusuf Fofana would seal the deal and the fate of Monaco. Uh, that pass straight into the feet of Messi, offered the counter-attack to Messi and Mbappé. Um, the first one ran all the way into the box and then passed the ball to the second one. Um, Mbappé still had to do his bit and, and found the opposite side net for uh, that nice little 2-0 win by halftime. Um, the club of the capital would be able to keep that one for the whole of second half. A second half that was definitely much less entertaining and did not offer many, many dangerous opportunities for either team. Maybe, maybe Messi's shot not going to away from the post was the only thing. Paris with that win keep you know things comfortable on the table. Um, they they are all the way up from Marseille, thirteen points. Uh, Monaco though they lose a bit of momentum. They are eight now, six points away from Marseille. Um, you know with the form that they were on, it looked like they maybe had a chance in the Parc des Princes, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, Monaco will be hosting Reims next week, while Paris Saint Germain travels to Lorient. All right, that's it for match day eighteen. Uh, who sees uh, Paris Saint-Germain top of the table with 45 points, excuse me, uh, followed by Marseille with 32, Rennes with 31, and Nice with 30. Uh, and then between Montpellier 5th and Lyon 13th, there is only 5 points. Uh, 5 points, it's also, it's also what's between Bordeaux 15th and Saint-Etienne 20th, Saint-Etienne with 12 points, uh, 3 points behind Lorient and Metz 18th and 19th. If we look at the goal scorer um, situation, Jonathan David is on top with 11 goals, followed by Gaëtan Laborde, Kian Mbappé, Ludovic Ajor, Mohamed Payot, and Wissam Benyedder, all with 9 goals. And in the assist ladder, Kian Mbappé is ahead with 8 assists, followed by Dimitri Payet and Jonathan Close with 7 assists each. Of course, like I said, um, next week, the football is going to be played on the 22nd. So there's no Ligue 1 this weekend, but there is uh, the Coupe de France, the French National Cup. Uh, most Ligue 1 clubs are playing against teams from lower divisions, but there is one Ligue 1 clash between Rennes and Lorient, uh, the only Ligue 1 duel of the round, and it will be on uh, Sunday. The next episode will end probably just during Christmas or thereafter. Um, so in the meantime, I'd like to wish everyone happy holidays if you celebrate them, of course. Uh, take care of you and yours. Uh, and I look forward to covering Match Day 19, which will be on the, on the 22nd, some sort of like a, a boxing day for, uh, for friends. Uh, and I'll make sure to have an episode uh, just after the day. May, maybe on, on time for Christmas, you can wake up, open your gift and listen to uh, the Castle Ligne podcast. Uh, thank you very much for everyone listening. Merci beaucoup. Uh, no, no guests this week, but they're coming back soon. Don't worry. And I look forward to following a bit more Ligue 1 football for you and to talking to you about the next games and the winter mercato who's coming quick. Thank you, everyone. Merci beaucoup. Bye-bye.